Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good morning. Going platinum. Four days of parades and pageantry underway in London this morning to celebrate the historic 70-year reign of Queen Elizabeth. The royal family stepping out to honor the monarch and their matriarch, including Harry and Meghan's first trip to England as a family of four. Hundreds of thousands gathering outside of Buckingham Palace. Tens of millions watching around the world, an event filled with royal tradition and ceremony. Complete live coverage straight ahead. Breaking overnight, a gunman opens fire inside an Oklahoma hospital, killing four people before taking his own life as the nation is rocked by yet another mass shooting. Just ahead, what we're learning about the victims, the suspect, and the officers being hailed as heroes for preventing an even larger tragedy. I cannot overstate how proud I am of the area response to this incident. Stunning verdict reaction pouring in after Johnny Depp wins his defamation case against ex-Amber Heard, awarded $15 million in damages by a Virginia jury. His legal team declaring victory and redemption. The claims against Johnny Depp are defamatory and unsupported by any evidence. Heard saying she is heartbroken, calling the decision a setback for all women. This morning, the growing fallout and the uncertain futures for both stars as Amber Heard's attorney speaks out for the very first time after a six-week trial filled with twists, turns, and drama. Our exclusive live interview with her just ahead. Those stories plus stepping down inside Sheryl Sandberg's decision to leave her longtime post after nearly two decades at Facebook. Today, Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Welcome to Today, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. We're so happy that you're joining us. This is not your typical Thursday, is it? No, this no. one's 70 years in the making. So much to get to as the Queen's Jubilee is officially underway. It's going to be amazing. It's a four-day party, and it's starting today, including the pomp and circumstance of that Jubilee. We're going to bring you extensive live coverage all morning long. Also ahead, another major story that's got people talking all around the world. The jury's decision at the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. In a moment, we'll sit down with Amber Heard's attorney, Elaine Charles, and Bretta Hoft. She was by her side as that verdict was read. And this morning, she's with us live for her first interview after that closely watched trial. I think we should, though, get started in London. Those celebrations for the Queen's historic milestone 70 years on the throne. Today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, he's kicking off our coverage. He's right there in it. Hey, Keir, good morning. 
Hey Hoda, good morning to you. What a historic moment. Some takeaways uh, this morning, the composure of the Queen, the elegance of Kate and the many faces of her youngest son, uh, Prince Louis. This was a moment for the royal family and for the British family to celebrate Her Majesty. The Queen and the royal family on that famous balcony today, capping a glorious day of celebration. Right beside her, Prince Louis, looking a bit tired, and Princess Charlotte and Prince George. A flypast of 70 aircraft, an 82-gun salute, a multitude cheering their queen. Did you see her? We saw the queen in the distance, and we saw all the horse riders in the parade, and then we saw the flypast. It was all amazing. Yeah, I guess it's all right. You guessed the we colour of the dress? Yes. yes, we thought purple, but she wore blue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, congratulations. <laughs> I wish I can be like her when I grow up. <laughs> Earlier, Prince Charles took the lead at the Trooping the Colour Parade, a new royal era. The Prince of Wales, accompanied by Prince William and Princess Anne, all on horseback. In 70 years, the Queen has rarely missed this ceremony, riding herself until the 1980s, then in a carriage. Now, because of mobility issues, at age 96, she's taking a step back. Today, the parade came to her, the Queen taking the salute from Buckingham Palace. The royals out in full force today, including Duchess Kate and her three children, Prince George, Princess Charlotte and Prince Louis. Harry and Meghan watching the parade from the Major General's office, here with son Archie and their daughter Lilibet, expected to meet her great-grandmother for the very first time. A chance to take in the best of British pomp and ceremony. 1,500 soldiers, 400 musicians, 350 horses, some not so well behaved. Every shoe shined, every belt buckle burnished, the horses groomed till they gleamed. As ever, determined to do her duty, to be seen by her public, as she has been for seven decades. And this morning, she hears the cheers of a grateful nation. And how about those reactions from uh, Prince Louis, guys? As he gets older, I'm sure he'll get used to flyovers. There were seven, three generations of royals on display today, but really, three young royals stole the show. Hoda? All right, Keir, thank you very much. Well, let's turn to Wilfred Frost, an mm -hmm. NBC News contributor, anchor for Sky News, our go-to source for all things royal <laughs> and practically royal, as I always like to say. Wilfred, what did you make of what we saw this mm -hmm. morning? I, I just thought it was so great to see her, because we've been starved of sightings of her so much in, in recent years, and she was looking very well, particularly that second sighting when so many people had thronged in front of Buckingham Palace, in front of the balcony, and could show their appreciation to her and she took it as always with such dignity and grace didn't didn't seek the limelight or the glory a couple of little guys in front of her did that instead which was great to see too we kind of loved watching louis but we you did. did say the the queen really came alive though with the crowds because as you said we saw her the first time out and she was you know she was just kind of viewing but once the crowds were there she sort of changed too she absolutely did and i think that's the most important part of of this weekend a moments like that it's not just an excuse for a national celebration it's not just an excuse for four days in the pub though there'll be a lot of that going on it, it's a chance for the people to come out and show their appreciation 
to her and hopefully for her to witness that and absorb it because, you know, th there won't be that many more opportunities for that to happen. When you just think for a moment about what she's seen, 70 mm -hmm. years on the throne in terms of history, but then also recent history within her own family, mm -hmm. that balcony scene. She has, as you said, thread the needle here because mm -hmm. it was only working royals and yet some of those other royals like your Harry, Meghan, your Andrew, they're not completely shut out. No, and, and, and but they've stuck to that classification, mm -hmm. working royals, and that's also why, for example, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie weren't there. But as we go through the rest of the weekend, I'm sure we'll see Harry and Meghan as we should. And again, she's bringing them back into the fold. Maybe, maybe she mm -hmm. can help heal some relationships. All right. Thank you, Wilfred. Always good to have mm -hmm. you along. We will have much more on the Platinum Jubilee celebrations throughout the morning. But right now, let's turn to that breaking news overnight. The nation's still reeling from that tragedy in Texas, rocked by yet another mass shooting. This time, it happened in a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A gunman storming in, taking four lives before his own. NBC's Blaine Alexander joins us now from the scene with the very latest. Hey, Blaine, good morning. Well, Hoda, good morning to you. It happened on the second floor of a medical center here on this hospital campus. Now, police are still investigating, but they say that this was not completely random. They say that the gunman went to that building and to that specific floor with a target in mind. This morning, a place of healing is now the latest scene of yet another mass shooting. There is an active shooter inside of the Natalie building. Police say a gunman walked into this medical facility on the campus of St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, armed with a rifle and a handgun, killing four people before officials say he turned the gun on himself as officers closed in. We had a shot fire inside the building. It happened late Wednesday. Officials have not publicly identified the shooter, but say he is between 35 and 40 years old. The first call came in at 4.52 p.m. They're running in. Officers arrived on the scene within minutes. It appears as though uh, the whole thing was a four, four minute or so uh, time span from the time it came in to the time officers made contact. Now, police are working to determine a motive. He went to this particular location with purpose. Nearly 50 miles away in Muskogee, Oklahoma, a bomb squad searches the home they say belonged to the shooter. Officers there ordering neighbors to shelter in place. Meanwhile, outside the hospital for family and friends, an agonizing wait to learn any news about their loved ones. I was at work and then he messaged me saying there's an active shooter, uh, shots have been fired, and that was all. This marks the third major mass shooting in less than three weeks, coming on the heels of deadly attacks in Buffalo, New York and Uvalde, Texas. And officials describe it as just a catastrophic scene inside. Now we know that on the second floor, it houses an orthopedic office. Officials say that that office was at least part of the crime scene. Savannah. All right, Blaine Alexander in Tulsa, thank you. Also this morning, reaction is growing to that stunning verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. A jury in Virginia awarding Depp $15 million, finding Heard defamed her ex-husband when she called herself a public figure of domestic abuse in a now infamous op-ed. Heard was given $2 million by the jury for her counter lawsuit. Her attorney is with us exclusively, and we're going to sit down with her in a moment. But first, NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer joins us from the courthouse. Miguel, good morning. Savannah, good morning. While this case appears to be headed towards appeal, Johnny Depp was giving a sweeping victory here at the courthouse in Virginia. The jury saying his ex-wife did defame him. 
In a verdict as stunning as the trial, the jury delivering an overwhelming victory for Johnny Depp. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Depp, who was said to be watching from the UK, awarded $15 million after the jury unanimously agreed he was defamed by ex-wife Amber Heard when she wrote a 2018 op-ed in the Washington Post saying she was a public figure representing domestic abuse without mentioning Depp by name. Today's verdict confirms what we have said from the beginning, that the claims against Johnny Depp are defamatory and unsupported by any evidence. With Depp supporters celebrating outside the courthouse, inside the jury rendering a mixed verdict, agreeing Heard was also defamed, awarding her $2 million. After the blistering defeat, Heard saying in part, I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. A star-studded but toxic marriage fueled by drugs and alcohol and claims of mental, verbal, and physical abuse. It just hit me over and over and over again. But the verdict suggests the jury did not believe Heard's accusations of abuse. But never did I myself reach the point of um, uh, striking misheard in any way. The trial pulling back the curtain on a Hollywood marriage with embarrassing details and photographic evidence. The case and its billions of views going viral with Depp appearing to win in the court of public opinion. The end of a trial, but perhaps not a Hollywood ending. Because there is a cap on punitive damages here in the state of Virginia, though the jury awarded Johnny Depp $15 million, we're told he'll only be given $10.4 million. Savannah, back to you. All right, Miguel Almaguer, thank you so much. And we are joined now by Amber Heard's attorney, Elaine Charlson Bredohoff. Good morning to you. It's good, good to morning. see you. First question, how is Amber doing? We saw her hearing that verdict. It took a long time to read. It was a sweeping verdict for Johnny Depp. How did she handle it? You know, one of the first things she said is, I am so sorry to all those women out there. This is a setback for all women in and outside the courtroom. And I, she feels she feels the burden of that. Well, knowing the case and knowing the law, as you certainly do, it frankly, it favors defendants like Amber Heard. Are you stunned that the jury essentially rejected her story? Well, you know, really what happened here is it's a tale of two trials. Johnny Depp brought a suit in the UK for the same case. And the burden of proof was easier for him there. The son had to actually prove that it was true. And, and the court found there, and we weren't allowed to tell the jury this, but the court found that Mr. Depp had committed at least 12 acts of domestic violence, including sexual violence, against Amber. So what did Depp's team learn from this? Demonize Amber and suppress the evidence. We had an enormous amount of evidence that was suppressed in this case that was in the UK case. In the UK case, when it came in, Amber won, Mr. Depp lost. But here's the thing, you were able to get some evidence that you say demonstrated abuse. You certainly had her testimony. There were pictures, documents, all kinds of evidence. 
But in point of fact, the jury rejected it. You argued in your in your closing arguments that if they found even one instance of abuse, and it did not even have to be physical abuse, that they would have to find for Amber Heard, and they didn't. And the other part to bear in mind here is nothing changed. The op-ed didn't even mention Mr. Depp by name. Uh, and so what basically they did here is demonize her. And they did, they were able to suppress the, the medical records, which were very, very significant because they showed a pattern back, going all the way back to 2012, of Amber reporting this to her therapist, for example. We had significant amount of texts, including from Mr. Depp's assistants, saying, when I told him he kicked you, he cried. He is so sorry. That didn't come in. Is there any other way to interpret this verdict, though? that this jury, for whatever reason, and I hear you on some of the evidence that they didn't hear, listening to Amber Heard did not believe a single word. You know, and that's because she was demonized here. A number of things were allowed in this court that should not have been allowed. And it caused the jury to be confused. They weren't, we weren't allowed to tell them about the UK judgment. So the damages is completely skewed. There are no damages. It stopped at November 2, 2020, which is when the judgment came down in the UK. Let me ask you about social media in this case. The, Unlike any celebrity case, certainly I've ever covered or ever seen, social media was a part of this. And it was incredibly lopsided and vitriolic against Amber Heard. Do you think that had an effect on the case? Absolutely. You think jurors were aware of it? You they know, weren't supposed to be. They They're admonished every single day. Don't look at it. Do you think they did see it? How can you not? They went home every night. They have families. The families are on social media. We had a 10-day break in the middle because of the judicial conference. There's no way they couldn't have been influenced by it. And it was horrible. It, it really, really was lopsided. And I appreciate your saying that. It's like the Roman Colosseum, you know, how they viewed this whole case. I was against cameras in the courtroom, and I went on record with that and, and had argued against it because of the sensitive nature of this. But it made it a zoo. Does your client want to appeal? Oh, absolutely. And she has some excellent grounds for it. We even had tried to get the UK judgment in to dismiss his case because he already had his shot. Um, and that's one of the issues, but also a number of the evidentiary issues. There was so much evidence that did not come in. Is she able to pay a $10.4 million judgment? Oh, no, absolutely not. Finally, in, in closing arguments, Amber's team argued that this would send a message, that it would send a message that no matter what you do as an abuse victim, you always have to do more. You need to be perfect in order for people to believe you if she did not get a favorable verdict. What message do you think this sends? It's a horrible message. It, it's, as I said, a setback. It's a significant setback because that's exactly what it means. Unless you pull out your phone and you video your spouse or your significant other beating you, e effectively, you won't be believed. Elaine Charlson, Brad Hoff, thank you very much for your time this morning. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Hoda, we'll send it to you. All right, Savannah, thank you. Meantime, we have new developments in the nationwide baby formula shortage. The White House announcing millions of imported bottles will hit U.S. shelves over the next few weeks, while facing mounting questions about when President Biden knew about that crisis. NBC's Jolene Kent has our report.
President Biden acknowledging he did not know about the formula crisis for two months following the February closure of the critical Abbott manufacturing plant in Michigan. I became aware of this problem sometime in after April, in early April, about how intense it was. But top formula manufacturers who met with the president say they realized the scope of the problem much sooner. We knew from the very beginning this would be a very serious event. This morning, the persisting shortage hitting parents like Celeste Donahue and T.J. Hill. We've ran out at least two or three times. The White House says more relief will soon be en route. New emergency formula shipments from abroad will be taking off starting June 9th as part of its Operation Fly Formula emergency program. United Airlines donating its services free of charge is scheduled to fly in the equivalent of some 3.7 million bottles of British formula over the next three weeks. While another 4.6 million eight-ounce bottles of Bubs Australia formula is set to arrive next week in Pennsylvania and California. You may not have the exact brand you used before, but another brand is in fact able to be used. U.S. formula makers have been ramping up production to fill the gap left by the voluntary shutdown of Abbott's Michigan plant. Abbott hopes to restart production there this weekend, but the company says it will still take six to eight weeks to get its formula back in stores. Weeks of anxiety for parents who are still facing empty shelves, rationing and hoping this crisis ends soon. He had one bottle left and it was he drank it instantly and then pretty much kind of just had to cry himself to sleep because there's no formula. For today, Jolene Kent, NBC News, New York. All right, let's get our first check of the weather. Al, tracking a new round of storms in the east. And how's it looking, Al, for our friends out west? Well, uh, let's show you what we've got going on right now, Savannah. Not too bad out west. We've got a few scattered showers out through the Pacific Northwest, sunshine through the southwest. Of course, they could use that rain because extreme drought has been a big problem. We're watching these storms also firing up along this cold front. It's going to be bringing below-average temperatures back to the west and on through the plains. Severe storms firing up here in the northeast mid-Atlantic states, and they're going to start to see some heavy rain down through Florida. Why? Well, we've got this tropical disturbance with an 80% chance of development in the next two days, likely to become a tropical depression tomorrow. If it becomes a storm, it's going to be named Alex. Anywhere from the Yucatan on into South and Central Florida, we're talking about some places going to be picking up to anywhere from 8 to 10 inches of rain. And the other problem with this, besides the heavy rain, we are going to be looking at severe weather. We're going to be looking at the possibility of tornadoes, thunderstorms, gusty winds, and again, we expect to see more flooding coming into that area. So that's going to be the biggest problem. And again, we, the National the National Hurricane Center saying this is going to most likely be an above-average hurricane season. And that is your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al, thank you so much. Okay, still ahead, much more on this morning's royal salute to the queen, the lavish parade, the iconic balcony waves, and of course, the flyover. Plus, we're going to explore Her Majesty's legacy. It started at a very young age. And from Prince Charles to little Louis and Lilibet, what the future holds for the royal family. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back. It is today on a special Thursday morning. And there she goes, Queen Elizabeth, having uh, greeted the military, the pomp, the circumstance, the trooping of the colors, as they call it in London, as the festivities that will last four days get underway. The Queen's Platinum Jubilee honoring her 70 years wow. on the throne. We just got to see her. That was kind of a great moment because everyone was wondering, yeah. is she going to come out? When are we going to see her? She came out right at 7.20. She looked great Looks in good. that light blue. Um, she, I, we can't wait as the, as the events unfold today. And there are going to be events over yeah. several days, but yeah. just in the next hour or so, we're expecting to see mm -hmm. the Queen again. At that point, the other working royals right. will come out and appear with her for that iconic balcony shot. There'll be a flyover uh, or fly past, as yeah. they see, yeah. in the Queen's English. Um, so we'll continue to keep our eye on yeah, London. Indeed. Back to yeah. Buckingham in just yeah. a few moments. Yeah, let's get our headline 730, and we're going to begin with a breakthrough treatment for pancreatic cancer. The research was published just yesterday in the New England Journal of Medicine in a new experiment. A woman with advanced pancreatic cancer saw her tumors shrink dramatically. The treatment works by harvesting the patient's T cells and then genetically modifying them to attack the cancer. The 71-year-old woman is not cured, but what is left of her cancer has shown no sign of growth since the treatment. Doctors say this could be a major step forward in the battle against all kinds of cancer. Oh, that's remarkable. All right, Cheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook's parent company, Meta, well, she's stepping down. Sandberg helped transform the upstart social uh, network into a tech giant. She became a prominent advocate for women in business, but after 14 years, the company, uh, she will leave this fall. Sandberg says she plans to focus on her philanthropic work going forward. Well, let's go back to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee unfolding right now. Members of the royal family arriving back at Buckingham Palace after taking in the pageantry of the Trooping of the Color Parade. Of course, the Queen's historic 70-year reign is the focus of the day, but it's also putting the future king and the next generation of royals in the spotlight. Indeed. NBC's Stephanie Goss joins us now from Buckingham Palace with that part of the story. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hey, good morning. You know, so the Queen once famously said, I have to be seen to be believed. And what she meant by that was seen in public for the longevity of the monarchy. Also equally important is the family being seen, that line of succession. And it has been on parade here today in spectacular fashion. And the youngest royals really stealing the show, which is probably no surprise. You had George, Charlotte, and four-year-old Louis, who had his own salute to the troops. You know, in the last year, the family has really had to step up as the Queen's uh, health has failed her and actually put, fill in in those roles more and more. The future King of England, stepping in for his mother, the Queen. 
Prince Charles inspecting troops and taking the royal salute for the first time at the Horse Guards Parade in place of Queen Elizabeth. Prince William and Princess Anne following behind for trooping the color. The Queen then taking a salute of her own at the palace before the highly anticipated balcony moment. The line of succession on full display, honoring tradition while also presenting the future of the monarchy. The Queen's fewer public appearances in recent years have made way for other family members to take on greater public roles. Prince Charles, the longest heir in history, opening Parliament on her behalf last month. Her Majesty's government's priority is to grow and strengthen the economy. The Prince of Wales learning from his mother his entire life, looking on as a young boy as she was crowned. The Queen's grandchildren have also increasingly stood in for the monarch, Prince William and Kate carrying out engagements both at home and abroad. William is very like the Queen. He's got her sense of kind of calmness and composure. The sovereign's dedication and love of her country serving as an inspiration to the couple. It's been a, a real sort of guiding example of um, just what a, sort of a good monarch can be. While Prince Harry and Meghan are no longer working royals, Harry still shares a special bond with the Queen. Harry saying this about his grandmother to Hoda in April. What's the best thing about her? To be honest with you, it's her sense of humor yeah. and her ability to see the, the humor in so many, so many mm -hmm. different things. We, we have a really special relationship. We talk about things that she can't talk about with anybody else. The leader of her country and a large family who has made clear they will carry out her legacy for generations to come. As we mentioned earlier, Harry will not be on the balcony, but Harry and Meghan are here with Lilibet and Archie, and they will be seeing the Queen over the course of the next four day, days, guys. Back to All you. All right, Steph, you get back to the party. Thanks. <laughs> Let us welcome in our royal experts, NBC News contributor and Sky News anchor Wilfred Frost is watching with us from Studio 1A, and our royal commentator, Daisy McAndrew, who's taking it all mm -hmm. in from London. Daisy, you watch royals for a living. How did the Queen look to you a few moments ago? I think it was an exceptionally good performance and I think there were a lot of hidden messages. You'll notice that the Queen was wearing the same outfit um, that she was wearing for a new portrait that was released yesterday and with that portrait there was a message that we can look to the future with confidence and I think that really is the unspoken message of all of today as we've seen all those different generations as Stephanie was just discussing being paraded. I don't think it's a coincidence that the youngest royals, uh, that William's three children stole the limelight. I think that was entirely intentional and it's meant to send a message to the public to say this family and this nation um, are in safe hands and a sense of continuity and I think that that message has really been uh, echoed today. Yeah, and Wilfred, Wilfred Frost joins us now from the desk. Um, Harry and Meghan were invited, obviously, and that's, a, I guess, a huge olive branch. What message do you think the Queen is sending by bringing everyone in, even if not all publicly? Uh, well, they'll all be public at some point during yeah. the weekend, which, again, I do think is, is a very well-thread needle by Her Majesty. I, I'm more interested if, if, if there's conversations behind the scenes. You know, we, we said earlier her approval ratings, she unites all people. Can she use this moment to try and help mend some of those relationships with, within her family? And I, I don't think she was ever too upset about the departure. Yes, it wasn't perfect. I think she's most upset about the fact that two of her grandchildren aren't getting on that well. And mm. of course, one of her grandchildren and her, her father, Charles, aren't getting on that well. And she might pressure them all to be like, guys, 
it's time to draw a line under this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Wilfred, we, we appreciate it. Daisy, we're going to check back. Don't go far. We've got lots of coverage coming up on this Jubilee. Yeah, and now that we've looked ahead at the future of the monarchy, up next, we're going to travel back in time. Get out the archives. We're going to put the Queen's remarkable reign in historic context. An inside look at her long life of service through good and troubled times, as Wilfred just alluded to, including a rare glimpse at Her Majesty's younger years. But first, these messages. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. A live look high above the Jubilee that is underway over the pond. We are back at 742 now on this momentous day as Queen Elizabeth becomes the first British monarch to ever celebrate a platinum Jubilee. Yeah, it's a pretty cool event as the pomp and circumstance plays out over the next four days. It's really important to remember what this is all about, a well-earned tribute to a long life of service. Keir Simmons back with us now with a look at how the queen has persevered and evolved during her 70 years on the throne. Hi, Keir. Hey, Savannah. Hey, guys. Good morning again. We've jumped down to just give you a quick crowd's eye view. Look how close people were able to get to Charles and William and Kate and their kids. But of course, they are here most of all to send a message to Her Majesty. This morning, Queen and country united in celebration. At 96, Elizabeth II has symbolized an era. As a young princess, she stayed in Britain with her family during the Second World War, her first public speech at just 14 years old. And when peace comes, remember, it will be for us, the children of today, to make the world of tomorrow a better and happier place. Another rare glimpse into her younger years, captured in these previously unseen images, published by the BBC this week. At 21, she devoted her life to service on a radio broadcast from Cape Town. My whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. Is your majesty willing to take the oath? I am willing. At 27, already a mother of two, ascending to the throne. She has been a reassuring presence in challenging times. We have an unflappable, calm, unchanging person as our head of state. Like all families, the Queen's family has had its share of ups and downs. Prince Charles's marriage to and ultimate divorce from Princess Diana and the public fury after Diana's death in 1997. It is not easy to express a sense of loss 
since the initial shock is often succeeded by a mixture of other feelings, disbelief, incomprehension, anger. More recently, her son Prince Andrew settling an humiliating sexual assault lawsuit out of court while denying any wrongdoing. While the Queen's grandson Prince Harry and his new wife Meghan Markle have stepped down from full-time royal duties, moving to the US in 2020. The Queen has reigned through 14 presidential terms, steadfast, yet able to change. When the pandemic hit, she started working online, just like the rest of the world. And who can forget her part in that James Bond spoof during the London Olympics? Good evening, Mr. Bond. Good evening, Your Majesty. When we look back on it, we're going to be astonished that all of these things could be summed up with one person. For seven decades, she has only known this life, and the British have only known one queen. And just to explain what we're seeing from here right now, guys, crowds of invited guests heading down to Buckingham Palace to watch that big moment on the balcony when we'll see the Queen again. It's going to be really special, guys. Well, the wow. Queen arranged beautiful weather. Sure forget, we, what, forget London yes. rain. It's sunny skies there. Kier, thank you very thank much. Thank you, Kier. Well, yeah. Mr. Roker, how's it looking back here? Well, for our friends in Florida, not so good. Hurricane season 2022 getting an early start. We're watching this system. It's got a 80% chance of becoming a tropical depression by tomorrow. Anywhere from the Yucatan to Tampa, Miami, Key West. We're watching this. Even if it's not a tropical storm, and if it was, it would be named Alex. We're talking some spots, especially from Fort Myers to the south, 8 to 10 inches of rain, and that's going to be a big problem. And that's your latest weather, guys. Hey, guess what? The excitement is continuing. Oh. There's a lot more. It's unfolding in London. Yeah, the Royal Air Force will be taking to the skies. The Queen and her family will be taking it in from one of the most famous balconies in the world. That iconic shot mm -hmm. is coming up live right after this. Just ahead, Jada Pinkett Smith breaks her silence. Yeah, what she is saying for the first time about that moment her husband Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on the Oscar stage and what she hopes it's going to lead to. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.